everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Lighthearted. My name is Anna. And my name is Bracey, and we're two average gals chatting about what it means to grow. How are you growing recently? Um, okay, I'm pretty excited about my growth this week. I have a couple things to share. One is, I know in a previous episode, maybe our last episode actually, I talked about how our goal for this year was to actually do our check-ins every week that we have like talked about doing for months. Mm-hmm. And yesterday we went and got some brunch at this really cute place and we went through like every like category of the check-in that we want and like wrote down what questions we want to ask and kind of what it's going to look like and all that stuff. And then today we are going to actually do the check-in after like all of the brainstorming yesterday. I was like, I don't have the (laughs) capacity to answer all these questions. But yeah, so that's I'm awesome. Really I would love to hear about your check-in points at some point if that's something you feel willing yeah. to share with people. Absolutely. Great. Yeah, I w- would definitely do that. And then the other one is that I got off the wait list for the therapist that I had joined like three months ago and I have my intake session tonight, actually. Wow, so. that's a great way to start the new year. <laughs> that's what I thought. She was like, I'm available January 2nd. And I was like, that's perfect. I will take it. Let's go. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> um, okay. What about you? Uh, I have been mildly successful at sneaking in workouts where I can, which has been good. Um, yeah, that's awesome. And also we had four dogs in our house for Christmas. And at the end of it, I was really kind of over it. And yeah, that's Seb was definitely over it. So mm-hmm. instead of us just suffering through. I actually just asked my mom if she would take our dogs for a little while. And shout out to mom because that was really helpful. It's been great. Oh, that's nice. Um, so yeah. yeah, I asked for what I needed and it was good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's super nice, especially having all that like kind of chaos or whatever. It's nice to be like, okay, we're just gonna have a little bit of calm. Mm-hmm. And for me to like get the Christmas down and get the house like clean again. It's just totally. like a reset. Yeah. And, like, they're just at camp, basically. Right. They're at the lake. They love it there. They're having a great time. All right. Well, today's episode is, like, we have to give a trigger warning, I guess, (laughs) because (laughs) it's about triggers. Yeah. That's really fair. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Can you tell us about how this topic even, like, came to be? Yeah. I read this book. It's called The Dark Side of the Light Chasers. And... It's not just about triggers. Um, Actually, let me just read the back of the book because it'll give good context. Okay. What are you hiding from yourself? Why do we find ourselves disproportionately angry with the selfishness of a friend, the laziness of a coworker, the arrogance of a family member, or even the rudeness of a stranger? Why do the same old things get to us so easily and so intensely? Our same old things, Debbie Ford explains, are clues to our dark sides and to the emotions and traits that we fear most in ourselves. In this enlightening guide, she explains how, consciously and unconsciously, we hide and deny our dark sides, rejecting these aspects of our true natures rather than giving ourselves the freedom to live authentically. So, and it goes on to say, like, perhaps a touch of laziness is just what the workaholic needs. Perhaps some of the judicious selfishness can save us from exhaustion and resentment. And so it's it's kind of about, like, what things trigger us and like how we can accept that those things might actually be true about us. Mm -hmm. Um, And I found it really helpful. And I think about it all the time whenever I'm like beating myself up about something specific. I try to think Mm -hmm. about um, like how that trait is actually good for me. I love that. 
Yep. Like forcing yourself to have a different perspective. I know I really want to read this book. I have it on my on my list, on my Libby app. So I'm just waiting for it. One of the nice things about this one is that there's exercise at the end of every chapter. So it's like very hands-on. Oh, that nice. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Okay. Would you recommend just buying the book then? I like it. I refer to it a lot. Actually, my copy has sticky notes in it. So okay, I can I'm like go back it. to the exercises whenever I need to. Yeah. I like that. Has Seb done this one? No, he's not a big... He likes to read, but he likes... He really only reads fiction. He doesn't read any of the... Mm. Or he doesn't read much of the like self-help spiritual okay. stuff that I do. Outside of Journey of Souls. He, yeah. He read that one book and he was like, yes, this is it. I never need to read another one again. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm done. <laughs> I learned everything I needed to know from this 200-page book. <laughs> yeah. No, he's read a couple of them, but I've read a lot. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, what what are things that you have noticed about yourself that other people do that trigger you? Okay, so this is an interesting question. So there's two ways to approach it. There's like what other people do that trigger you and then what you find yourself like, again, like beating yourself up about. Like, what are the mm-hmm. repetitive like thought patterns that you're having trouble with? So mm-hmm. for me, for other people, well, other people do that trigger me. Um, the biggest one is steamrolling other people, like not taking their thoughts and feelings to get into consideration and mm-hmm. like just generally being kind of like in your face about the way you want to do things. I think specifically it happens to me a lot around like planning or like going somewhere, you know, like somebody only wanting to do the things they want to do and not like giving room for other people. Okay. I would agree with that. That is something also that triggers me because it just feels like so inconsiderate. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's the word. And it like, (laughs) and yeah, and that's something that really eats at me. Yeah. It's Um, to me too. It's something about like the, like the bigness, like you're taking up so much space that there's literally no space for anybody else. Like that is the part mm -hmm. that really like gets to me. But Based on the book, like there's, you know, there's a fear there that you might be doing that to other people. Right. And I think that's Which I'm true, sure, you know, I, yeah, I'm sure both of us are, have had many times where we are inconsiderate of others. Yep. Just maybe not in like the exact same way or something, but it right. still shows up. Well, and you have to think about like, there are situations where you do want to be the person like... I'm going to state my needs here and Mm -hmm. I'm going to do things my way. And like, in some cases that might be boundary setting and like healthy. Um, Yeah. So it's like a, you know, a fine line or whatever. Yeah. Very tricky. What's a place that you feel like you judge others or like get triggered by other Mm -hmm. people's actions? I get triggered when people are really like rude unnecessarily or what I feel is unnecessary. Like one example I was just talking about over Christmas is we were looking at a restaurant and I was looking at Yelp reviews and one of the reviews was like, you know, okay, most of the time people don't leave, don't tend to leave positive reviews. Like they just don't review places if they had like a great time probably. But when they didn't have a great time, like they are like 100% going to leave a review And it's always like seven paragraphs long, but it was just this review about how like the first couple sentences was like, every time we've ever ordered from this restaurant, it's been amazing. It's been so great, but not this time. And then they left like a trash review. And I'm like, 
why are you doing that? Like this is impactful to this business and you had one negative experience after having like so many positive experiences. That is so ridiculous to me. And so I can feel I'm like right now, I'm like, I don't even know this person that left this review and I'm like feeling very judgy about it. Or like just like little things if somebody like cuts somebody off in traffic or like doesn't follow a traffic law and then that like screws other people over. This happened to me also over Christmas break at the Seattle (laughs) airport and I was livid. I mean, so yeah, when people are like annoying. Yeah. And I feel like it's also that does fall somewhat into the like inconsiderate. Um, yeah, a little field bit field of being or whatever. But yeah, when people are just really rude to other people, and it's like I don't, I don't understand. In the book, does it say anything about like, are we only triggered by things in others that we have in ourselves? Like, is I, that always true? I think it's true most of the time. Yeah. Okay. W- what are you thinking about? I'm just like, oh gosh, am I rude? <laughs> I mean, I think that you're almost like afraid of the possibility that you could be rude, you know? Yeah. Well, and I will say I like my initial reaction to things is like I want to be rude. Yeah. See, you have the capacity to be rude. And that's like I think that's part of the exercise is like Mm. you have the capacity to be, you know, as mean or rude or inconsiderate as anybody else. And right you know, in that person's shoes, you might do the exact same thing that they did, you know? Mm-hmm. The, one of the other things they talk about in the book is, like, the advice that you give to other people that you may, might not be taking for yourself. So can you think of anywhere that you're giving advice to others that you might not be giving it to yourself? Oh, man. Yeah, probably lots of pla- Like The first couple things that come to mind is, like, probably in like relationships, I can can think of times in my life where like a friend or my sister or whatever was talking to me about a situation with somebody they were in a relationship with. And I was like, that's not okay. Like you need to know, like we need to do this. We need like, we need to have boundaries, like da, 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 da. da. But like in my own (laughs) relationship, I've definitely had times where I'm I'm not doing that at all. I'm like, (laughs) oh, well, okay, I guess I'll just like not say what I need because that's easier for me. So yeah. (laughs) And probably in the way that I would absolutely encourage a friend to like talk to themselves like about their body or like if they're having a bad mental health day or whatever, I would like remind them to be kind to themselves and like, you know, oh, don't talk to about, don't talk to my friend like that or like, you know, whatever type of vibes. But for myself, I will trash myself all day long if I'm, if that's where my headspace is, you know? Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. What about you? Actually, I'm thinking about how we talk on the podcast. Like, I have, you know, pretty strong opinions about certain things. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's just harder to walk the walk than it is to talk the talk. So, like, yeah. things like, you know, open communication and, like, not avoiding confrontation, you know, mm-hmm. that's a tough one for me to actually practice. Yeah, 100%. But that's, like, maybe the hardest thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, confrontation. Really we and, could talk about confrontation all day. Oh man, um, but should we? <laughs> but we won't. <laughs> not not this time. <laughs> oh man. All right, let's get down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> what are your trigger words? Okay, this one was kind of kind of fun in a weird way to like think about. Um, and I asked Taylor too. I was like, "What do you think are my trigger words?" And his answer was 
one of the answers that I had already written down on my list. And yes. I was like, now I don't think this is true. Now I do not think that this has ever been true, <laughs> so but many I'm just going to tell you what you, what I think you think. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. So the first one I thought of was somebody telling me that I'm a bad friend. Uh, checks out. That would be really triggering. <laughs> yeah. That I am unsupportive, selfish, cheap, um, and like unattractive. That is not <laughs> even possible. Are you serious right now? <laughs> Those are all my trigger words. <laughs> okay. Well, first sure of all, you're more. beautiful. And second Thank of all, so don't you cheap tell me otherwise. <laughs> I, will, I would never. Um, cheap is surprising to me. I did not know that that would trigger you. That's a new one for me. Yeah. And I think and I think it's because I've had people say that to me before. Okay. Well that yeah, that was the other question here is like where do these words come from? Like what in your past has made mm-hmm. them such like a a bad thing in your brain? Yeah. Well, and this thinking about this was interesting too because um so my middle sister is a mental health therapist and I was talking to her about like a situation that wasn't even about me over the break. And I was asking her like how she would, if she was like talking to this person, like what she would say. Mm. And she was like, well, I would ask, you know, like this voice that you're, that's in your head that's saying these things, what voice is that? Whose voice is it? Mm. Um, And she was like, and if they said it was their voice, then I would challenge that and say, that hasn't always been your voice. So that's something that became your voice at Mm -hmm. some point in your life. So like, when did it, when did that start? Because you weren't born with that voice. Somebody taught Um, you to to talk to yourself that way. Yeah. And so I was thinking about that. So shout out to Martha. There's a little free therapy for everybody. It's a great exercise. Um, (laughs) And yeah, so I was thinking about it like that. And I think I've, yeah, I've had times in my life where from my from my like point of view, like me being cheap was really me just having money anxiety. Mm-hmm. But I could totally under I could see on the outside, like if you don't know that that's like what is Happening. going on or whatever, you'd be like, wow, you're being really cheap. It's just funny too, like the differences in people's trigger words too, because like if somebody called me cheap, I would be like, okay. <laughs> Like yeah, it, like, I, I wouldn't face me at all. all. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. there are areas where I'm cheap and there's areas where I'm not cheap and I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, and then the unsupportive one, I, I've i had a time in the last like few years where I had a friend be like, I just don't feel like you're supporting me. And I probably have never felt worse about myself. Like I spent like mm. a full three days just like mentally beating the crap out of myself and I felt like I've just never felt worse about myself I don't think and I wasn't being supportive like she was absolutely right I it and it wasn't it didn't have anything to do with her it was like my own stuff around like a similar situation that she was talking about that Mm -hmm. I was dealing with my own stuff in a way that I was like putting it on that her situation and like wasn't able to be supportive of her because I was so stressed about something else right and then I don't know if anybody's ever called me a bad friend, but like I've gotten into like fights before with friends or um, I can absolutely think of situations where I haven't been a good friend to people. Yeah. Well, that's part of the exercise too is like, okay, well, let's identify places where this is true and it's not the end mm-hmm. of the world. Right. Um, 
Okay, so in the book, they mm-hmm. list out like this huge, I think it's like two pages of words that could be positive, could be negative, depending on the context. And okay. it, the exercise is, here's a list of negative words. Take a few minutes and identify any words that have an emotional charge for you. Say out loud, I am blank. If you can say it without any emotional charge, then move on to the next word. Write down the words that you dislike or react to. If you are not sure that the word has any any charge for you, close your eyes for a minute and meditate on the word. Repeat it to yourself a few times out loud and ask yourself how you'd really feel if somebody you respected called you this word. If you'd be angry or upset, write it down. And then refer to your list of words, sit or stand in front of a mirror and say each word over and over again. I am that trait. Say it until the energy around the word disappears. I have never had people fail this exercise if they committed to owning a trait. If you mm-hmm. get stuck or and feel anger or rage at someone who has displayed this trait, or if you feel pissed off that you have this trait, take time out of, from the mirror and sit down and write a hate letter to this trait. Expressing anger in this way is healthy. These letters are for your eyes only. You're not going to mail them or read them to anyone. You're going to write them as a way to release your built-up emotions. This exercise is a way of discharging toxic emotions stored in our body. If feelings arise during the process, stay with them. You may find it especially difficult to say those words that you have judged harshly. Even if you're crying, stay in the process. At some point, you will notice the charge you have with the word releases spontaneously. So... I think it's fascinating that this process, you can literally just apply yourself to own the trait and like, Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe the trigger never goes away. I don't think it, I don't think that's how it works, but like, it does really help. At least it's really helped me. Yeah. When I could imagine if, even if it just lessens. Yeah. Like your reaction to it a little bit, like that's extremely helpful. Right. And I think that even in that lessening, it's like, there might be situations where in the past you would have even noticed that you might be a bad friend or whatever. And then mm-hmm. in the like moving forward, it's something that you don't even notice anymore, which just right. frees up brain space, which we love. It does. <laughs> okay. What about you? What are your trigger words or like the worst insult you can think of? That someone would call um, you? My two big ones are lazy and selfish. Um, mm. And I know that that is a, it came from my childhood where like working and and not sitting around was valued, which yeah. you know is reasonable. Um, sure, but I definitely internalize that to be like any time I'm sitting is lazy, mm-hmm. and any time I'm like not serving others is selfish. Got it. And luckily, this book really helped me with both of those words. But I part of the exercise, you know, is to like think of times when. You have been lazy and selfish, and mm-hmm. I'm finally to the point where I'm like, yes, I'm lazy. There are certain things I am very lazy about, and, like, yeah. it's not a big deal. It's fine. Yeah. There are other things it's, that I'm not lazy fine. about, and it's that's okay, too. <laughs> right. Um, and then the selfish thing, it's that I feel like selfish specifically is, like, a tough one in our uh, society because I feel like everybody's, like, you have to be in service to others. Like, you have to be doing good things for people to right. be a good person. Like, I, I think that's, like, a, the narrative in our society generally. So, mm-hmm. anytime you choose yourself over other people is seen as selfish. Right. What I've reframed that to is I can't help others from a genuine place like it it wouldn't be 
because I want to help them. It would be because yeah. I feel like I have to help them um, right. if I don't fill my cup up first. So yeah. I've just been seeing like making those quote unquote selfish choices as like, I'm going to fill myself up so that I have more to give. Yeah. Well, and I would say, I feel like at least recently, you know, I think about the hashtag like self-care isn't selfish mm -hmm. and that there's at least a little bit of a push, whether that is like actually internalized for people or not, like, or for them to view that in other people as being like, oh, well, they're just taking care of themselves type yeah. of thing. And mm -hmm. I think it probably is maybe around like your friend group or your family or whatever. But um, yeah, as like a general societal thing, I think you're absolutely right. Like we definitely deem people to be selfish if they're not uh, yeah, serving others or putting themselves first or whatever, even though we have to be selfish. Sometimes. Yeah, well, like, it's I, just ne it's just necessary. I think too. I'm thinking about the. I feel like there is also a movement for people to rest more and like rest mm -hmm. first. Like you shouldn't rest as a reward. You should re be rested and then go do things. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like it's the same for for the selfish arguments. Like, okay, yeah. you need to give yourself what you need first, and then you can help others with what they need. Yeah, so. it's the old old airplane motto. I know. I, why is it so hard for us? <laughs> like, I feel like there's so many different analogies, but like, we're still not very good at it. <laughs> yeah. Do you think um, it's more, it's more difficult because we're women? Yes. Which I hate that. I don't know. I hate that for everybody involved. Yeah, I hate that for us. <laughs> um, but I just think that women naturally think about what other people need more than men and like mm -hmm. not even just what other people need but like what need this mental load like what needs to be done yeah what, we're just conditioned yeah like, from the get-go to do that yeah do you think it's conditioning or do you think some of it is like biological i think some of it is probably biological i think it's a mixture yeah of like it's probably something biological and then that biological piece is reinforced over and over and over again yeah. like as soon as we're you know, able to like walk or talk or do anything that could be useful to other people. <laughs> we're like, they're like, okay, great. Now you can um, serve other people. You can help yeah. with somebody else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I don't know that there's much you can do besides help yourself. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, be aware of it. Mm -hmm. Well, do you think that this is something that you might be able to implement and practice? Yes, I do. And I actually, you asking that makes me think like I can sometimes like, okay, the situation at the airport a couple weeks ago when I was so <laughs> angry that this person was like not obeying the traffic laws and then was crossing lanes in a way that was like making it even more chaotic than it already was for people. And after like 15 or 20 minutes of being mad about it, I was like, you know what? Maybe they were like about to miss their flight or, you know, like maybe they are super late coming to the airport for something or like whatever. Like maybe I was I able to extend a reason that maybe that's why they were making that choice. Not that they were just like being rude and inconsiderate of others, that there was a different, different thing going on behind that. And so I feel like if I can do that for other people that like practicing doing that for myself or like thinking about, oh, if this is triggering to me or if I'm worried that this thing is true about me 
if it is true, like where is it coming from? Because I'm, I know that in general, like my intentions are always good, mm-hmm. um, for like things that I do. So like allowing, allowing that to be like true for myself and kind of reflecting on, okay, if I am being selfish or if I am being unsupportive, like what's the reason for that? And it's probably not because I <laughs> like don't care about anybody else or something like that, you know? Yep. I like it. What about you? And I know um, you reflect on this book, so it's definitely something that you have been practicing. Yeah, it it is something that I have been practicing, but I do feel like it would be, now that we're talking about it, it would probably be a good time for me to like refresh, you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll do a little reading. The other thing, nice thing about this book is that she gives like lots of examples throughout of like how this has impacted other people's lives. And for, I don't know if this is true for you, but for me, that's always helpful because it makes me believe that it works and that yeah. I'm more likely to do it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Have you ever done the exercise of like writing a letter to a trait? A long time ago. I haven't done it in a while. Okay. How was um, that? It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of weird, you know, like it's yeah, not okay. something that you normally do, <laughs> but I do feel like generally just like about journaling in general, you know, getting it out on the page is better than mm-hmm. it sitting in your brain. Like mm-hmm. always, it's for always sure. better to get it out. And then you, I, I feel like it clears space for you to actually like do something about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Rather than the like unhelpful thoughts just rolling around in your head. Endlessly. Yeah. When I feel like it helps you process. Yep, for sure. Yeah. I feel like that's part of my like general process now. If I'm having any sort of like negative emotions, then mm-hmm. typically I'll journal or like even just type. If I'm on the computer, I'll like type a little note and then delete it later. So, yeah. Well, thanks for talking to me about triggers. <laughs> thank you. Thank it, you for it talking was not about tri- triggers. It was not triggering to me, which is great. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, We hope it wasn't triggering for any of you either, but we would love to hear what your experience with trigger words is. Uh, You can email us at likeheartedpodcast at gmail.com. And be sure to follow along on Instagram at likeheartedpod. Talk to you soon. Bye. 